Good morning. My name is Willie Lawson, and this is the Morning Report. The Morning Report is a production of FightBackMedia.com, 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 and FightBackMediaTV.com. We, we are thrilled that you are here today, whether you're watching on Rumble, whether you're watching on YouTube, whether you're listening to the podcast on um, all the podcast stuff, because we do all the podcast stuff. So wherever you're listening or watching, thank you. Thank you so much. We appreciate it. Now, if you would do us a big solid, tell somebody. What this is all about? Tell somebody. Um, we'd, we'd appreciate that greatly. Um, so if you're naked, you know, on a beanbag chair, <laughs> eating a bag of Cheetos, you, that's right, you are our marketing department. So thank you again um, for telling everybody that you know about what we're doing here. Um, always good stuff going on. We are trying to get through our first week. Uh, our first week back went do so well yesterday, uh, and I apologize. And we didn't do so well today, and I apologize because it is Friday evening, Friday the thirteenth, and it's it's the evening before the morning report got out. Not good, uh, and our apologies. But we are we are. I, I guarantee you. I, I I promise you. We are we are working as hard as we possibly can. We just have. St- off. You feel me? We just have stuff. All right. So again, hang in there. We'll be back uh, right after these messages with more of the Morning Report. Well, hey everybody, my name is Willie Lawson. And um, you guys know that I do a lot of stuff on the internet. And you may think with um, what's happening on Twitter and what's happening on Facebook and what happened to Parler that um, the mainstream uh, social media sources are really trying to rid themselves of conservative voices. And you'd be right. They most certainly are. Um, But you know what? It isn't as bad as you think it is. It's worse. But there are uh, people who are willing to be platformed for free speech. One of those one of those places is freedomforum.website, freedomforum.website. You can go there and speak your mind. So come join us. Enjoy the freedom. Enjoy the fun. If you are a true blue conservative, small businesses are near and dear to your heart. They are the lifeblood of our life and economy. I believe this, and that's why my florist is not a website or phone number. My florist is Blooming Day's Flower Shop, Tampa's premier flower shop. At 11618 North Florida Avenue here in Tampa, Florida, and at 6835 State Road 54 in Newport Ritchie. Call Christine at 813-933-1942 and at 727 Two three two six nine zero zero. She can also be reached on the web at www.bloomingdays.com. One of the things that I get asked most is where can I get information that is not tainted with liberal bias, especially here in the Tampa Bay area. Well, now I have. The answer, dbctampa.com. 
a website by and for Tampa area conservatives. Tampa's leading conservative voices speak freely at tbctampa.com. And you can too. So join the fun and enjoy the freedom at tbctampa.com. My name is Willie Lawson, and this is The Morning Report. Okay, again, thank you ever so much um, for coming to The Morning Report. You know, we talk, we've been talking for weeks and weeks and months and months and years and years about illegal immigration. Um, It's interesting because a lot of that conversation had to be had because a lot of the impact was happening on, this, on the southwestern border and places like Florida. We weren't seeing a large impact in, in big cities like New York. I mean, New York was all, all like sanctuary, sanctuary, sanctuary. Um, but I'm wondering if the citizens of New York will still be screaming sanctuary, sanctuary after they hear this. A New York City Mayor, uh, Eric Adams, announced uh, last year that a luxury four-star midtown hotel row nyc will become the second location to house migrants while construction on humanitarian on, on a humanitarian relief center uh tent city uh takes place on randall's island i don't know if it's a tent city um so they're using a luxury four-star midtown hotel to house migrants so in addition to the legal, medical, social offered to families, they're also given food, all paid for by the New York taxpayer. City Hall, City of New York, is reportedly paying around $400 to $500 per room per night. Four to $500 per room per night to stay in this luxury hotel. Four-star hotel. Not bad. Not a bad thing. <clears throat> but <clears throat> according to some hotel workers, the city is wasting a, a bunch of money. <laughs> yeah. Uh, as migrants are dumping what they consider a, a, a lot of or a significant amount of food given to them, as they prefer to cook their own meals on hot plates in their rooms or probably microwaves or whatever, right? So somebody thinks it's a crime to be throwing out so much food. Um, some workers at the Row Motel, oh, excuse me, Hotel in Midtown, which is being used exclusively to house migrants, they, they throw out bags and bags of uneaten food every day. The city can't, they, they can't force people to eat it, right? But they aren't telling us, they refuse to tell the taxpayers how much money they're spending on food. It's a lot. 
some of the hotel workers suggest about 40% of it's thrown away. Wow. Uh, Mr. Rodriguez, who worked for, for the hotel, um, says this. Uh, the amount wasted is almost a ton a day. A ton. Well, how, how do I know that? Because the sanitation guys go floor to floor picking up trash, he said. Before, it used to be something like six, seven bags in the back landing on each floor. Now they're picking up 15, 20 bags. Rodriguez said that some of the bags of food he throws away weigh 60 pounds. Anything, the migrants don't consume in those bags, and they're heavy. I weighed one of the bags full of sandwiches, and it weighed 60 pounds. There have been times when we couldn't take all the garbage out because the bins were full, and I'm talking about 25, 30 bins of garbage. My problem is that we're throwing away so much food. Someone from the city should have, I mean, should have said, let's order less food. So we throw out less food, but no one cares. And that's true, they don't care. Because if you're not paying for it, if somebody else is paying for it, it's hard to care. And we already know that. That governments don't care if somebody else is paying, right? If the taxpayers keeps paying, they just keep doing it. In addition to sandwiches and bagels, the migrants are served foods including fruit, peanuts, chips, juice, soda, and prepared dinners that you heat in the microwave. They don't like it. They just don't. They want rice and beans, plantains, um, the stuff they the stuff they normally eat. So I know, and this is going to sound terrible, but you know me, I don't care. So you break into someone else's country illegally to start with. You're not supposed to be here. And they give you food and you go, I can't eat that. I'm not going to eat that crap. I want some rice and beans. Give me some damn rice and beans. What? I'm hungry. Feed me. Here. Here's a sandwich. I don't want this. What? I got an idea. Let's put you on a bus back to Tijuana, Buster. Let's put you back on a bus back to Tijuana. Good. That's a good plan. He said on uh, um, the one of the hotel guys says on more than one occasion they had to confiscate cooking equipment that poses a fire hazard. Now you know you can't go. Hell, they don't want you doing that at the Motel Six. Breaking out, you know, <laughs> breaking out your hot plate and just cooking it up at the Motel Six. They don't want you doing that. But I mean, a four-star uh, luxury hotel in Midway, you know, in, in in Midtown, Row NYC. They want people just in their rooms with a hot plate. Mama Sita, kick it, you know, cooking up some rice and beans. Are you kidding me? They usually put. The hot plate on a rug so, so, so no one can um so no one can see it and it stays away from the fire alarm if those polyester curtains by the windows touch that red coil it's over it's over it's a possibility that scares the crap out of everybody at the row if you're on the 27th 28th floor and a fire breaks out the elevators are gone that means you have to use the stairs. Mr. Rodriguez says 
his big, big, biggest concern is the children. We have too many children in that hotel. We have pregnant women in that hotel. The tragedy would be devastating. In addition, Rodriguez said that the row forgot about the standards we had when we had regular guests. If they got caught, if they got caught smoking in the hotel, it was a $500 charge. You could smoke outside, but you couldn't stand in the front so people wouldn't get secondhand smoke. He said, the protocols went down the toilet because migrants can smoke weed. They can smoke cigarettes. You can't tell them nothing. So you got this four-star hotel in Midtown, New York, Row NYC, four-star, really nice place, completely swamped and trashed. This is what they say they want. Partying, fights, drug use, sexual harassment have been... Um, among the other issues Rodriguez has witnessed firsthand. The chaos that we see in the road today is caused by migrants being drunk, drinking all day, smoking weed, taking drugs. When you ain't got nothing else to do. <laughs> got nothing else to do. Rodriguez says the control of the, of the hotel is in their hands. The ones that have the, all the power of the migrants. He said the hotel workers lost their power in the hotel. And they're planning on opening up somewhere else. And they're going to try to move these, these people, you know, these migrants, to somewhere else. New Yorkers soon, the, the movie Escape from New York, will be a reality. We'll be back right after this. Again, thank you ever so much um, for coming to the Morning Report. You know, we talk, we've been talking for weeks and weeks and months and months and years and years about illegal immigration. Um, it's interesting because a lot of that conversation had to be had because a lot of the impact was happening on, this, on the southwestern border and places like Florida. We weren't seeing a large impact in, in big cities like New York. I mean, New York was all, all like sanctuary, sanctuary, sanctuary. Um, but I'm wondering if the citizen of New York will still be screaming sanctuary, sanctuary after they hear this. A New York City mayor, uh, Eric Adams, announced uh, last year that a luxury four-star Midtown Hotel, Row NYC, will become the second location to house migrants while construction on humanitarian, on, on a humanitarian relief center, uh, Tent City, 
uh, takes place on Randall's Island. I don't know if it's a tent city. Um, so they're using a luxury four-star midtown hotel to house migrants. So in addition to the legal, medical, social offered to families, they're also given food, all paid for by the New York taxpayer. City Hall, City of New York, is reportedly paying around $400 to $500 per room per night. $400 to $500 per room per night to stay in this luxury hotel. Four-star hotel. Not bad. Not a bad thing. <clears throat> but <clears throat> according to some hotel workers, the city is wasting a, a bunch of money. <laughs> yeah. Uh, as migrants are dumping what they consider a, a, a lot of or a significant amount of food given to them, as they prefer to cook their own meals on hot plates in their rooms or probably microwaves or whatever, right? So somebody thinks it's a crime to be throwing out so much food. Um, some workers at the Row Motel, excuse me, Hotel in Midtown, which is being used exclusively to house migrants, they, they throw out bags and bags of uneaten food every day. The city can't, they, they can't force people to eat it, right? But they aren't telling us, they refuse to tell the taxpayers how much money they're spending on food. It's a lot. Some of the hotel workers suggest about 40% of it's thrown away. Wow. Uh, Mr. Rodriguez, who worked for, for, for the hotel, um, says this, uh, the amount wasted is almost a ton a day. A ton. Well, how, how do I know that? Because the sanitation guys go floor to floor picking up trash, he said. Before, it used to be something like six, seven bags in the back landing on each floor. Now they're picking up 15, 20 bags. Rodriguez said that some of the bags of food he throws away weighs 60 pounds. Anything the migrants don't consume in those bags, and they're heavy. I weighed one of the bags full of sandwiches, and it weighed 60 pounds. There have been times when we couldn't take all the garbage out because the bins were full, and I'm talking about 25, 30 bins of garbage. My problem is that we're throwing away so much food. Someone from the city should have, I mean, should have said, let's order less food, so we throw out less food, but no one cares. And that's true, they don't care. Because if you're not paying for it, if somebody else is paying for it, it's hard to care. And we already know that, that governments don't care if somebody else is paying, right? If the taxpayers keeps paying, they just keep doing it. In addition to sandwiches and bagels, the migrants are served foods, including fruit, peanuts, chips, juice, soda, and prepared dinners that you heat in the microwave. They don't like it. They just don't. They want rice and beans, plantains, um, the stuff they the stuff they normally eat. So I know, and this is going to sound terrible, but you know me, I don't care. So you 
break into someone else's country illegally to start with. You're not supposed to be here. And they give you food and you go, I can't eat that. I'm not going to eat that crap. I want some rice and beans. Give me some damn rice and beans. What? I'm hungry. Feed me. Here. Here's a sandwich. I don't want this. What? I got an idea. Let's put you on a bus. Back to Tijuana, Buster. Let's put you back on a bus back to Tijuana. Good. That's a good plan. He said on uh, um, the one of the hotel guys says on more than one occasion they had to confiscate cooking equipment that poses a fire hazard. Now you know you can't go. Hell, they don't want you doing that at the Motel Six, breaking out, you know, <laughs> breaking out your hot plate and just cooking it up at the Motel Six. They don't want you doing that. But I mean, a four star uh, luxury hotel. In Midway, you know, in, in, in Midtown, Row NYC, they want people just in their rooms with a hot plate. Mama's heat to kick it, you know, cook it up some rice and beans. Are you kidding me? They usually put the hot plate on a rug so, 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 no, one can, uh, so no one can see it, and it stays away from the fire alarm. If those polyester curtains by the windows touch that red coil, is over. It's over. It's a possibility that scares the crap out of everybody at the row. If you're on the 27th, 28th floor and a fire breaks out, the elevators are gone. That means you have to use the stairs. Mr. Rodriguez says his biggest, biggest, biggest concern is the children. We have too many children in that hotel. We have pregnant women in that hotel. The tragedy would be Devastating. In addition, Rodriguez said that the row forgot about the standards we had when we had regular guests. If they got caught, if they got caught smoking in the hotel, it was a five hundred dollar charge. You could smoke outside, but you couldn't stand in the front so people wouldn't get secondhand smoke. He said the protocols went down the toilet because migrants can smoke weed, they can smoke cigarettes. You can't tell them nothing. So you got this four-star hotel in Midtown, New York, Row NYC, four-star, really nice place, completely swamped and trashed. This is what they say they want. Partying, fights, drug use, sexual harassment have been um, among the other issues Rodriguez has witnessed firsthand. The chaos that we see in the road today is caused by migrants being drunk, drinking all day, smoking weed, taking drugs, when you ain't got nothing else to do. <laughs> got nothing else to do. Robert Ridley says the control of the, of the hotel is in their hands. The ones that have the, all the power of the migrants, he said, the hotel workers lost their power in the hotel. And they're planning on opening up somewhere else. And they're going to try to move these these people, you know, these migrants, to somewhere else. New Yorkers soon, the, the movie Escape from New York will be a reality. We'll be back right after this.
so is it okay now? Because it was, I mean, during the Trump administration, it's okay to talk about the president's. Um, yeah. We talked about mental health elderly, so let's talk about this guy. The mental me- you know, the president's mental acuity, because it's, there's sometimes where it seems to be lacking. Have you seen. Sometimes. Yeah, sometimes. Sometimes sometimes it's especially bad. I mean, I'm talking about sometimes it's, it's like really bad. Like, have you seen the picture? I was told not to take any questions. <laughs> I was told not to take any questions. Any questions. They told they're going to be mad at me. They're going to be mad at me, they, uh, Mr. President. Are you the president? Or are you? Or are you five? You, you see what I want. See the, the next question is. Um, excuse me, I was Mr. told. President? I was told to call on what you yes. call on for C for NBC. Who's telling you to call on? That's the question that we ought to be asking. Who's telling you this? I mean, I, I don't understand why no, nobody won't ask that question. Is Jen Psaki actually the president? Who's telling you to call on these people in the media? Is Jen Psaki actually the president? Uh, probably so. All right. Welcome back. We appreciate you. You know, I've said this for years, and you guys have known that that this this idea that we're going to send people into office to get things done uh, is foolish to start with because that's not what we're sending them there. We're sending you to the office to protect my individual freedom, especially on the federal level. That's what we're sending you there to do, not to get things done because some of the things you get done actually have done us in. Y'all like what I did there? Exactly. So, so this idea... And there's also this this horrible idea that has created the Uniparty is that we're sending Republicans and Democrats and independents and whomever to get, to go to Washington, especially, and work together. This is not a kindergarten class. This is not one of those group assignments you get in eighth grade. Oh, by the way, you hated them, didn't you? You absolutely abhorred them. That's not what Congress is. Congress is exactly what we saw during the, um, the the hubbub about electing a speaker. That's what Congress should be like. Open, lively, even if it's hostile debate. That's what it should be, be like. They shouldn't be working together. You know, for we're all on the same team. They're not. They're not. And we out here realize this. So so I don't know if CBS is just learning this fact from this poll or not. I don't know. But um, a new CBS uh, YouGov poll came out. And it basically says what I've been saying, that we don't necessarily want y'all working together. And, and And the reason we don't want you working together is because the things that we want you to work on aren't the same things. You you, you know what I'm saying? It's It's not the same things. It's just, they, they are not. So we, so basically we aren't on the same page about a lot of this. So maybe we don't want you working to, maybe there isn't any middle ground to work under or work on, right? In this CBS poll, YouGov poll, the question is, 
House Republicans should should prioritize these two things, working with Biden, the Democrats. All Republicans say 48 percent say yes. The and, and I don't know how they did this, how they separated MAGA Republicans. I hate the separation because this is going to work against people. 32% said working with Biden and the Democrats, working together. I can't imagine anybody who is make America great thinking that they could work with, really under the delusion that they can work with um, Joe Biden and the Democrats on anything. It's, that's delusional, right? 52% of all Republicans say opposing Biden and, De- and Democrats. 68% of, quote, MAGA Republicans say opposing Biden and Democrats. It should be 100. Can't work together if we are not, and we're not, we are not, we're not seeing the same priorities. Not at all. Not at all. Let's look. These are people who voted Republican in 2022. High priority for Congress should be at 89% lowering inflation. Number one, 89%. Almost nine out of 10 people. For Democrats, number one, 78%, nearly eight out of 10 people, protecting Social Security and Medicare. The second one, 85% of people who voted Republican in 2022, nearly nine out of 10 people, 85% said securing the border. Democrats, nearly seven, just a little more than seven out of 10 people, 71% said addressing climate change. Yes, worse. 77% of people who voted Republican say, Uh, increasing U.S. energy production. 67% of Democrats, people who voted Democrat in in 2022, said that their third priority is protecting abortion access. The fourth one on the list, 77% of people who voted Republican in 2022 said reducing crime, while 65% of Democrats who voted, I mean, people who voted Democrat in 2022 said lowering and infl- lowering inflation. Nine, almost 90% of Republicans say lowering inflation. Only about six and a half out of 10 people who are Democrats say lowering inflation. 71% said addressing climate change, even more so than protecting abortion rights. Wow. No, the priorities aren't the same. It's hard to work. It's hard to work together when, when, when your aim isn't the same. Aid to Ukraine. You want your representatives to support aid to Ukraine? Total people say total sixty four percent. Republicans, all Republicans say forty eight percent. Thirty six percent MAGA Republicans. Almost the same as the other number. Same same people. Oppose aid to U- Ukraine. of Republicans say no. 64 of, quote, MAGA Republicans say 
opposed aid to Ukraine. As I don't remember, Ukraine was the bad guy, right? That that that's the one that you know was in collusion with Trump. Except now, I guess. Republicans being loyal to Donald Trump is 35% of Republicans say it's very important. Only 35%. 30% say somewhat important. 21, 21%, two out of 10 people say it's not important at all. Uh, not too important. And then 14% of people say not important at all. Prefer candidates similar or different to Trump? Because um, this, this is going to be going to be the deal. I wish we started talking about governance, but ex except we're talking about was about Trump uh, policies and proposals. Eighty-one percent say they want things that are similar. Views on the twenty twenty election. Sixty-six percent people say they want somebody who's similar, who thinks similarly. About half people say how they handle themselves. They want people. Half people say they want somebody who handles themselves in a similar manner. They wanted Trump, but they don't want the cringiness of Trump. Understand. In this poll, now I don't know if YouTube's going to like this, but this was a, a CBS poll, YouGov. I'm just repeating what they, what they say. So don't get stupid, YouTube. According to the poll, the 22... The 2022 midterm elections were legitimate or not legitimate. 74% of people say they were legitimate. 91% of Democrats say they were legitimate. 64% of Republicans say they were legitimate. 26% of people in general say that they weren't. 9% of Democrats say that the, the elections were not legitimate. And 36% are, are a little more than a third of Republicans don't believe that the 2022 midterms were legitimate. January 6th. Your representative should support events on January 6th. Only 10% said, yeah. Only 15% of Republicans said they should support events of January 6th. 44% of the total said we should criticize the events of January 6th, while 24% while of Republicans said we should criticize the events of January 6th. On January 6th, your, your representative should take no position. 46% of the total said stay out of it, which means that there'd be a lot less people, so few people totally, that you should have a committee and blah, 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 and all this stuff. While 61% of Republicans say, don't take any position. Just don't. Just don't. Among all Americans, let's get us back together. Um, among all Americans, there. Uh, they think about Mitch McConnell and Kevin McCarthy in that order. Only 14% of all Americans take either of those guys in a favorable light. 46% uh, view Mitch McConnell in an unfavorable light. 
while only 34% view Kevin McCarthy in an unfavorable light because they just haven't gotten to know him yet. Um, where 40% of, uh, of all Americans are, are neutral about Mitch McConnell and 51% are neutral or haven't heard enough yet from him yet, but you will, you will. I imagine that those numbers will be very similar. All right, let's look at the Democrats. Chuck Schumer, Hakeem Jeffries, and Nancy Pelosi. Chuck Schumer and Hakeem Jeffries, they both have 18% favorability rate amongst all Americans, while Nancy Pelosi has a 27% favorability rate. Unfavorable, Chuck Schumer, 36%. Hakeem Jeffries, 18%. And Nancy Pelosi, 48%. Neutral, Chuck Schumer, 46. Hakeem Jeffries, 64, probably because they just haven't heard enough from him yet. And only about a quarter of the people are neutral on Nancy Pelosi. So none of these people are getting high endorsements from the American public. They just aren't. And really, frankly, don't, don't deserve it. But this is, what we're, this is what we're dealing with, my friends. This is what we're dealing with. All right, we'll take a little break. We'll be back with more of the uh, program right after these messages. Well, hey everybody. My name is Willie Lawson, and um, you guys know that I do a lot of stuff on the internet. And you may think with um, what's happening on Twitter and what's happening on Facebook and what happened to Parler that um, the mainstream uh, social media sources are really trying to rid themselves of conservative voices. And you'd be right. They most certainly are. Um, but you know what? It isn't as bad as you think it is. It's worse. But there are uh, people who are willing to be platformed for free speech. One of those, one of those places is Freedom Forum dot website freedomforum.website you can go there and speak your mind so come join us enjoy the freedom enjoy the fun if you are a true blue conservative small businesses are near and dear to your heart they are the lifeblood of our life and economy i believe this and that's why my florist is not a website or phone number my florist is Blooming Day's Flower Shop, Tampa's premier flower shop. At 11618 North Florida Avenue here in Tampa, Florida, and at 6835 State Road 54 in Newport Ritchie. Call Christine at 813-933-1942 and at 727-232-6900. She can also be reached on the web at www.bloomingdays.com. One of the things that I get asked most is where can I get information that is not tainted with liberal bias, especially here in the Tampa Bay area? Well, now I have the answer. DBC Tampa Dot com, a website by and for Tampa area conservatives. 
Tampa's leading conservative voices speak freely at tbctampa.com. And you can too. So join the fun and enjoy the freedom at tbctampa.com. My name is Willie Lawson, and this is The Morning Report. Well, hey, my name is Willie Lawson. This is The Morning Report. The Morning Report is a production of FightbackMedia.com, 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 and FightbackMediaTP.com. Thank you ever, ever so much for coming over here for a minute. Uh, spend some time with us. We need your help. Once you see it, if you like it, tell everybody. Once you see it and you don't like it, tell everybody. Once you hear it and you like it, tell everybody. Once you hear it and you don't and you don't like it, tell everybody. Just tell everybody. Tell everybody. Uh, we can always <laughs> we can always depend on the left for making things clear to people. You know, just stating the obvious. And right now, there's a new violence reduction plan. I love that violence reduction um, plan. There are posters in in D.C. Our, our nation's capital. So in D. So Washington D.C., where crime is on the rise, as it is in a lot of big Democrat-run cities across America, uh, some community leaders have a new plan. A new plan in addressing violent crime, specifically homicide. We're just going to tell people, remind them that it's not okay to kill other people. A red cardboard sign declaring thou shall not kill in large white letters will be posted around D.C. in case would-be murders would not be deterred enough by the fact that homicide is in fact illegal. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, you know, murder is not funny. But this crap is. So we're just going to put up a sign that says, thou shall not kill. Thou shall not. So we're going to put it up in, and we're also going to put it up in the hood in Elizabethan English, right? <laughs> thou, thou shall not killeth thy neighbors. <laughs> Ah, oh. according to local WTOP news, TOP, Tower Power News, they got Tower Power News? Sorry. Uh, in Acosta uh, Coordinating Council's Executive Director, Philip Panel, um, is one such leader to launch a new sign campaign this week. D.C. Mayor, Mayor Muriel Bowser is providing 1,000 of the posters and the owner of the local um, busboys and Polish restaurant chain committing to printing 2,000 that will be distributed to Washingtonians. Thou shall not killest thou neighbors. 
but even the activism project organizers admit that uh, the posters aren't actually going to dissuade uh, would-be or established criminals from continuing to murder their fellow citizens. Um, this is virtual signaling. Y'all stop killing each other. Pennell t- uh, told WTOP, God, T-O-P, Tower Power, that uh, rather than curbing homicides, he's hoping that science espousing the Sixth Commandment will invigorate discussion about stopping gun violence. Oh, conversation about how many people are being killed in Washington. Well, fuck, it's cheap. And it's not like D.C. needs a brain trust to figure out that the problem with crime and how to fix it. Stop being soft on crime. But the nation's capital has been enacting policies that are soft on, softer on crime, not tougher, admit, amid completely unacceptable violence, um, as D.C.'s police chief has described the problem. Now, when, when your host was in college, I had a teacher um, who, who, you know, in, in one of our education classes, sorry, I've got to move this, it's irritating, um, who said that our problem is, especially in classroom management, that the punishment should exceed what the crime is. And use this example. Back when I was in in college, the the speed limit on the interstate was 55 miles an hour. He said, if you knew, because you'd seen it, that the second your car went over 55 miles an hour and hit 56, a large hand would come out of the sky and crush you. Would you ever speed? Not at all. Most of us, nope, not me. Mm-mm. And the death penalty for speeding seems excessive. Is it not? It would curb behavior. Now, we're not suggesting that that you use a death penalty for all sorts of things. We're not suggesting that at all. But if the punishment is not enough to extinguish the behavior, then what the hell are you doing? You have to be able to, you have to try to be able to extinguish a lot of the behavior. Well, how do you do that? Well, you, you don't do it by saying, hey, listen, so you um, you went into this 7-Eleven and you just told a whole bunch of stuff and walked out. And so we found you and wrote you a ticket. No, that's not enough to extinguish that behavior. You might have to spend a year in in county lockup to extinguish that behavior. You might. So this is this is part of the problem with with some of these so, so some of these things that that don't extinguish the behavior. The idea of punishment is to extinguish the behavior. When we're talking about murder, when you get to that level, then we're not talking about extinguishing the behavior or deterrence. We're talking about revenge, and that's a completely another story. So in 2022, the nation capital ended on the year with 203 homicides and 11% decrease from 2021. 226 victims, but all but 2023 has already seen 40% more homicides than at this point in 2022. So we're not halfway through the month, and homicides are up in DC. In November, the DC City Council moved ahead 
with a complete overhaul of the Capitol's uh, criminal code. Their so-called reform eliminates all mandatory minimum sentences except for first-degree murder and expands the ability of people serving prison sentences to petition a judge for early release while those convicted of crimes including burglary, robbery, carjacking, illegally carrying uh, a gun uh, face lesser penalties. So if you carjack somebody and now, and, and, and you got sent up for, I don't know, nine years, and now that's only going to be three years, and you've already spent five in, now you can petition the judge to go ahead and get out, right? That's what that means, right? Isn't that what you got? Me too. So if you're looking uh, for more evidence that that commanding signs that commanding signs aren't a fix for rising crime, the current distribution of posters isn't the first time DC streets have seen such activism. According to Pinnell, the signs also made an appearance some three decades ago at the height of the crack ed- epidemic, when they were also experiencing violence and, and homicides. Pinnell says uh, that, re- that the revived grassroots efforts is, quote, something I think most people in the city can agree with and something they can support. Yeah, don't kill each other. Stop killing people. While it'll be difficult to find law-abiding citizens who want more homicides, residents and business owners would, would likely prefer that D.C. crack down on crime. Many Washington parks and transit hubs, such as Union Station, have been turned into lawless lo- locales with shootings and stabbings occurring regularly. Yet the D.C. Council keeps re- reducing penalties to deter criminals in the first place or to get them off the streets after conviction. So these signs are, it's virtual signaling and movement for movement's sake. Although they're admitting they're not going to make a damn bit of difference. It's crazy. Thou shall not kill. Abortion? I don't know. We'll be back after these messages. Thanks so much. <laughs> 